Hey, Lee. Welcome back to today's podcast episode. So I was sitting back and really looking at time. Like I've been taking my time and really making sure that every single move I make is not controlled by my belief of time. However long it takes is however long it takes, but I won't slow myself down because in my mind, I believe that it is supposed to be done at a certain time. And while I was going through that journey and looking through that, I realized that this particular podcast is going to turn four years old at the start of the new year. And for many people, they would have just been like, I'm not going to stick with a podcast for four years or I'm not going to record for four years because in year one, you didn't think enough people were listening or by month one, you didn't think that you had enough engagement with your episodes. And for a lot of people, that applies to their life, right? Sometimes you don't want to make a move on the business idea or joining the network or expanding yourself because in your mind, you feel as if it's not big enough. And I want you to know that when you are just grateful for the opportunity and knowing that whatever idea and concept you push out into the world is going to meet and connect with the people it's meant to meet and connect with, you'll begin to realize that time is not the focus the quality is the focus. And I'm proud to say that as we're truly moving through the year and truly just growing in all facets, I'm growing as a leader, my clients are growing as leaders, and the listeners are growing. And really, the goal is for your mindset to shift. And that's not going to be done in one month. It's not going to be done in one year. And this podcast is really just to be that guide to show you the evolution and the documentation of that, but to also give you a little bit of a manual as we go through this shift into this new world. Now, today, I want to talk to you about something that is kind of a back and forth for me, because on one hand, we need to start speaking with more authenticity. We need to start speaking with more truth and more tough love and letting people know what things are the actual obstacles that are in their way. But on the other hand, I never want someone to listen to any of my context and take it as if I'm not being compassionate or I'm lacking empathy and that I'm not taking into account how this content may offend somebody. And I want you to know that a lot of times we place these projections because of one example that I'm actually going to give in this episode. But a lot of times we don't listen to understand. We listen to argue. And I truly hope that whoever listens to this listens with an open mind but also listens with the idea that it is not meant to offend you. However, if it does, sit with that to figure out why and to really figure out how 
in audio is affecting you to the point that it may signify a change is needed. Okay, so I got notes for today. Let's go ahead and get into the notes. I listened to a a podcast video. Actually, no, it was a TikTok video. And it was a guy, his name is Ariel Vega. And he mentioned how being a human is the hardest spiritual school there is. And when he said that, it literally stuck with me. Like I processed that sentence because... When I look at all the things that I've been through in life, I went from a place of why me? Why are these obstacles happening to me? Why are so many things happening? And I used to get frustrated when people say, oh, you know, you can tell the calling on your life by the level and the height of the obstacles that come to you. And that used to really piss me off because I'm like, no, I am intentionally trying not to do things. Like I'm intentionally trying not to F up my life. So how are these things happening that are constantly taking me down to zero or that are constantly having me to be the bigger person or that are constantly things that I just have to figure out how to push through. And it's as if, you know, my emotions are one thing, but why did God give me such big emotions and feelings if I have to be the bigger person? And if I can't, overreact or if other people can act how they want to act, but I have to maintain poise and grace, etc. And I realized that as I processed that sentence, that maybe that is the lesson, right? Because you're always going to have tests that come your way, but maybe for this particular moment, that particular test was teaching me how to rein in my emotions, how to fully gain control and understand that power of those emotions is in my words and it's in how I'm able to hold myself accountable for my emotions. It doesn't mean that I am forced to do what other people want to do. And that's where people pleasing came in. I felt like being the bigger person was helping other people even when they didn't deserve it or Because I want to be a good person in the eyes of God, that means that I have to be the one to just, if they treat me harshly or if they're mean to me, then my responsibility is to still do my duty because that's what I'm supposed to do. And that kept me in a marriage for a very long time because I felt like, okay, I know this person is not the person that God has for me, but they're a great person. And so I have to stay loyal to this great person because that's what God will want me to do, or that's what the Bible says I should do, or that's what traditionalism says you should do. And I realized that you can't confuse people pleasing and living below the standard that God has for your life as a way to cover yourself in grace. And I mentioned in a previous podcast episode about how grace can often be like interchangeable with excuses. It's easy to not move and to not take our life to the next level when we can turn around and say, oh, well, because of this, I can't. So let me give myself grace and forgive myself for the thing that I know I'm supposed to do, but I'm not going to do it because I don't have the courage or because I want to find a way to create 
this concept in my mind that makes me feel good about these decisions. And the reason I'm telling you this is because in understanding that concept that this is a spiritual school and that life is a spiritual school, when we evolve, we also have to realize that there are people who don't know what we now know. And so sometimes we can get frustrated because we're like, okay, I already learned this lesson. Why am I around a certain amount of people or why am I allowing this certain thing to happen in my life? And it's because you are always a student, but you are also never too big as a teacher to be empathetic to the lessons that people are going through. And so today I want to share with you, let me see, I think I got eight, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So I have seven different signs that I want you to really consider as you evolve and elevate. Because yes, you're a leader. Yes, you have clientele. Yes, you have students. You have children. You have um, organizations. Whatever you do in your life, yes, you are responsible and called to multiple people, right? But in understanding that, there are some signs that while they may frustrate you in this season as you're trying to grow, I want you to be able to differentiate between your thing and their thing. And this is important because for me, it was so hard to do that. I felt like I had to help people because that's the calling I felt that God had on my life. And I had to truly learn that helping people does not mean holding their baggage. It means helping them enough to realize that they have baggage and that it is their responsibility to hold it, unpack it, or just simply leave it behind. So I want to help you with that. Now, the first thing, the first sign is that I call it the ick to success. A lot of people have it. And when I look back, I'm like, did I have that? And I, I do believe that I had that as well. But I was also very curious. I wanted to learn. I wanted to expand. I wanted to learn about things enough before I said no, because I, I just I love research and knowledge and that curiosity pushed me. But there's a lot of people that truly have a closed mind and they don't have that curiosity. And so what I want you to understand is that people who have an it to success Oftentimes, they will cringe at the keywords to success because of poor thought. So I have a class called Becoming Elite, and that's really like the basis of becoming a better you. And it's based off of this podcast. And that is literally like the prerequisite to prepare for my programs because it really dives into who you are at the start who you are 12 weeks later, and you give yourself an assignment on the habits that you realize are toxic to your next level. And for many people, by the half mark, they realize, wow, I am the person that's holding myself back. I'm the person that is being skeptical about my next level. And it makes them realize that there are so many opportunities and doors that are open to them every single day, but they are constantly choosing to go through the same door, which leads them to depression and anxiety. So if you notice that you are trying to speak abundance and you're trying to speak life and you're evolving and you're trying to help your team elevate and expand or the people you're called to elevate and expand, please know that 
You don't have to go down to force their expansion. Simply by you expanding, that's going to help them expand. However, when you start to learn about different things, you may say certain keywords that completely send people into a total default. Like they may be like, uh, nope, I don't want to do that. And it's because in their mind, they have a belief already created about that thing. And they already know like, well, I don't want to do this or I have this concept in my head. So nope, it's a no for me. I will say that when I truly took a look at myself and I realized that I'm an introvert, but I can be extroverted in small doses, right? Like I can be the networker and I can be the one that's out there and just like doing the hospitality and making sure everybody's having a great time. But I love to retreat into my own space. And, you know, I love to just be in my own atmosphere with the people that I love and having that closeness and that privacy and that exclusivity. But I also realized that in that, it would be irresponsible of me to say that I want to go to the next level and I want to grow and expand globally, but I'm not willing to put myself into the rooms that can help me do that. And I realized when I first started adding network marketing to my personal brand, for me, I was so excited because I was like, you know what? I want to go into the rooms where, you know, I've looked into it. I've done the research. It's the industry that has the most millionaires. And I know for me that I service millionaires and multimillionaires and billionaires. So that means that I need to be in the room with them. And I know that the top 1% means that the lower 99 are not going to understand So what do I need to do to get in there? And so I was moving full steam ahead. I invested. I got into the rooms, got to the events, got the excitement. And then I realized that when I started going out with my new expansion, people were like, yes, I want to expand. I want to do what you're doing. I want to I want to be excited like you. I want to make money like you. But when I started using certain keywords like network marketing or when I started using keywords about like compensation plan, the people who were like, oh, I can relate to a salary or I can relate to per hour, but compensation plan, oh, that's a red flag. I don't want to do it. And for me as an entrepreneur, I'm like, wait a minute, why does that turn you off? Like, why are you not curious? And it really showed me that, no, it's not for me to to take it on because for a while, my emotional self was like, well, wait a minute, they're making me feel like, I'm a bad person. Like, what's going on? It's like, no, you have to realize that when you expand, if you are trying to expand other people, it can contract you and shrink you. So instead, you have to protect that expansion you've now done and understand that if people don't relate and they cringe at those keywords and they leave, then that just means that they're making room for more people to come into the room with you. If you are working, you have your own business and you're adding new products and you're adding new services and you're bringing your clients to a higher tier, a lot of times those that are comfortable with just doing the average or just having the basics, you're going to be expecting that they come with you because they've been connected with the basics for so long, maybe four years, five years, 10 years. And you're like, yes, it's time for us to expand. And you realize they just like to sit where they are. And that's okay. We need that. But for you wanting to expand, don't focus so much on it. Just continue to expand and know that, again, 
being a human is the hardest spiritual school. So you never know what it will take for them to be like, you know what? I do need to grow. I have been comfortable for too long. So you continuing to expand can help them to see that as well. Going into that, I'll expand that with number two, which is where a lot of times people will listen for what supports their limited belief until their limit is proven. It's a very um, expansive concept of logic stagnancy because when you think about logic, let's say a person has only had a eighth or ninth grade education, that person academically has a stagnancy to the eighth or ninth grade. So until they actually seek curiosity to learn at a higher level, it doesn't mean they have to go get their um, GED and it doesn't mean that they actually go to college. But when they actually become a student of some sort of skill and they become a master at it, then they begin to prove that their logic has progressed. I want you to know that there's people that you work with or that are in your life that have logic stagnancy and they have that stagnancy because they've been doing what they've been doing for so long. And even though they may say, well, I'm ready to change or I'm ready for something to be different, their logic may tell them that that thing that they have now is all they will have. And so for them, it seems that dreaming is simply that just dreaming. To them, dreaming is just simply, you know, leave the fairy tales to Disney and keep it pushing and your life's supposed to be hard. There are people who believe that. That is logic stagnancy. What I've noticed in my own experience is that I spent many, many years building a business and really wanting to bring people into a higher concept of self-care. And I realized that in that particular market, there was this unspoken rule of limiting belief. And I, I won't say unspoken because people knew that it was there, but no one was willing to do what needed to be done to try to change it or to, you know, it was one of those things where it's like, well, it doesn't have anything to do with me. I'm going to continue to move. But it was like, no one really wanted to speak on it, to call it out, right? And so I realized that that level of logic stagnancy and how people have a limiting belief, one of the common, because there were many, but one of the common beliefs was that people are scammers and they feel that people are always out to get them. And I've spoken about this before in the crabs mentality episodes that I did a few years back, but they really believe that people are out to get them. And when you live with that type of limiting belief, even if someone shows you that they are a solid, genuine person for X amount of months or X amount of years or X amount of decades, when some ball is dropped, which no one is perfect, but when some ball is dropped, that dormant limiting belief will say, I exactly, I always knew this person was a scammer, or I always knew that this person would do this, or I always knew that XYZ would happen because they are waiting for their limiting belief to be proven true. Even if it has been proven false for so long, it is easier for them to wait for their limiting belief to be proven correct than it is for them to say, maybe my belief is limited and I need to expand my mind. And so you have to understand that when you are around people who are being introduced, like you're the one that's introducing them to a higher concept. 
right? You're the one calling them to greater. You're the one that is listening to them say that they finally want to reach their six or seven figure goals. They say they finally want to reach whatever level of achievement that they have set for themselves. And you say, okay, here's the plan. Let's go. They will literally sit there and take the full game plan that you give them. They will try to rationalize it and put all of their limitations into it. And that will keep them where they are. But for you, it can be frustrating, right? It can be very frustrating to say, you say you want one thing, but you're making it fit into the limits that are keeping you where you are. So how can we get there? We know it is full self-sabotage. But in having compassion, you also realize that they are responsible for letting go of their limitations. All right. Number three is lack of boundaries. Let me tell you something about this. Because when it comes to a lack of boundaries, it's a mirror. So people who have lack of boundaries for themselves, they eventually have a lack of boundary for you. So what I've noticed is, especially in the entrepreneur space, there are people who will envy you and it will start with inspiration. So they will be inspired by everything that you do. They will be inspired so much that they slightly envy you to the point where they're like, you know what? I see what they have, but I need to get that. And they will start moving towards you and attracting towards you. But if you are not careful, a person who has a lack of boundaries can turn that into jealousy real quick. And there are people who will sacrifice themselves to make sure that no one wins. I need you to understand this because I actually did a TikTok video on this. And when I tell you there were some people who there were lots of people who understood it, but there are some people who really saw nothing wrong with it. Somebody can see you building an empire, a million dollar empire, and they can be inspired because they saw you when you were, you know, just starting and opening your business. And by the time your business is celebrating, it's expanding, it's growing, they will feel tied to you in some form or fashion. They may feel tied to your success or they might feel like, well, this person is growing. I want them to show me how to grow. I feel obligated to, or they need to be obligated to my time. And this is a very niche conversation. So if you're like, wow, I couldn't imagine that. Well, I want you to know that as you grow and you get to your next season, you may want to help people. You may want to love on people and you may unconsciously I'm telling you, Elite, when you start talking about something truly on point, that's when the distractions come. We're going to get right back on track. We're going to get right back on track. I know I talked about the lack of respect of boundaries, but I just want you to know that it's very important for you to ensure that you don't make someone else's lack of boundaries for themselves overshadow you and that you don't become a person who falters on your own boundaries to try to accommodate other people. That's an understanding that they are responsible for lifting their own baggage too. Now, number four is about money idolship. Okay. A lot of times people 
have these beliefs about money and they will create money as an idol in their life. And it's really quite sad to see how many people have placed money as an idol. And they begin to say things like, oh, well, you know, I can't do any of the things I want to do because of money or I can't have these things because of money or I can't do the things I want to do because of money. And that becomes that repeating, dominating thought that rings through their mind to the point where they look 10 to 20 to 30 years later and they have stayed the same. Like they have completely stayed the same. Even if someone gives them information that is applicable today, because today you can literally start a business for $100. You can start a business for $500 and you can grow that thing multiple, multiple times over. But a person who believes that they can't, they won't. There's also another side to that where a person may feel that because they don't have money, because that money idolship is priority in their life, they will begin to place expectations on other people and they will use money as the reason that they are entitled to that person's time and efforts. So let's say you are new, you're starting your business, you believe that you don't have money or you believe that you can't do things because you don't have money. You might carry a subconscious belief that, oh, this person is successful. This person has money. So this person needs to give me the information for free. This person needs to help me. This person needs to tell me all the things that I need to know. So I'm going to email them. I'm going to DM them. I'm going to completely send paragraphs on paragraphs to ask them my questions. And I want to make sure that they answer the questions I need because they have the money that's that's what they can do. But I want you to understand that most entrepreneurs, they have opportunities to be hired to consult and share information with you. And I really want you to think about it from this angle, right? There's a lot of people who feel like they've been scammed. They feel like every time that they try to learn something that it doesn't work. But a lot of times it's because those very people have ran to free webinars or they've ran to, you know, reading a person's social media and they try to copy and paste that exact method. But I want you to think about this. If the free information was truly there to take you to that goal that you wanted to reach, would it require you to win Or would it require you to be dependent enough to return? Now, this is a unique question that you really have to ask because if a person is truly in the business world and they're creating this thing for you and they're saying, okay, I'm going to show you how to create passive income. They do this webinar. They talk to you about how you can create passive income. They're talking to you about different things that you can do. And they're talking to you about the possibilities for that thing. If you say to yourself, oh, well, I can just do that myself. And you go and copy and paste that into your thing. What happens when your next problem comes up? If you've ingrained in yourself to constantly seek out free means to help you make money, that is not being built on the specific abundance that you could have. And I want you to know that it is not being built on the specific abundance that you can have. I really want you to shift your mindset. If you know that there are people that you 
have questions for. Like you just know, oh my gosh, I have all these questions and I really want that person to help me. I want to encourage you to reach out to this person to ask them how you can hire them to assist you with your goals. Because when we begin to just simply send one or two questions, that person responds and now we're responding back with three or four to 10 questions. That is an ingrained level of entitlement that really has to be taken care of. And so for you, you may think, oh, I just love to help people. But eventually you start to realize that people don't see you as a person that they want to pay to help. They may see you as a means to an end. And you have to know the difference. Discernment comes, of course, from experience. But as you grow and you start to realize and you're like, wait a minute, why is it that I feel like I'm having a pulled teeth now. Why is it that people are coming to me and they're wanting consultations and they're wanting to know and they want to pick my brain, but then they turn around and they don't follow through? Please know that you don't want to work with anyone who is not reaching for that level of excellence that you have set, but you also have to remove the shame and the guilt for saying, hey, this is a boundary for me. If you have these questions, I encourage you to go here and we can assist you there. Do not feel guilt and shame for that. Okay. Now here's the thing. When it comes to money, you have to spend the money before it is there. Now, if you know that your goal is to make money, yes, you have to spend the money before the money is there. If you know that your goal is to have more time, you have to spend the time before that time is there. So if you know that you want to be a well-respected professional in your industry, you spend the time now learning, researching, working on clients, getting your skill to a master level, because when you're at that master level, now you can finish what would have taken someone new five hours. You can do it in an hour. Now a project that would have taken a week, you can do it in a day. So whatever it is that you want, be willing to spend that thing. Be willing to spend that thing before you get it. How can a harvest come from a seed unplanted? And I want you to really write that down in your notes, especially I know some of you are like, yes, I take notes in the podcast. Really ask yourself, how can a harvest come from a seed unplanted? And this is something that I've really been driving home for our organization is that you cannot receive the harvest for any seeds that you will not plant. So if you are given resources, skills, money, whatever, and you refuse to plant it, then when the next season comes, you won't have a harvest. You will have a handful of the seeds that you did not plant. That is the logic stagnancy in physical form. Think about it. Where you are today, if you are still having the same problems today that you had when you ended last year, It is not because you're incapable. It is because you did not plant the seeds. So you are currently holding on to seeds that should have been planted before, 
but now you have a physical example of logic stagnancy because your fear got ahead of you. You didn't employ courage. You didn't employ a mentor. And so now your life is showing you this is what happens when you choose to stick and hold your seeds and hoard them without placing them in the ground so that they can grow and sprout and feed the community. All right. Number one, around five. They say they will, but they don't. Let me tell you something. When you decide to become a leader, I don't care if you are simply the leader of your household, your partner, your children, etc. When you decide that you will lead outside of yourself, self-leadership is required. And that means that the least you can do is be a person of your word. The least you can do. Now, here's the caveat to that. Because in using the previous examples, sometimes being a person of your word is also employing the consequences when someone decides to overstep your boundaries. And that's a very painful, painful direction because if you tell a child, hey, don't do that, don't do that. Don't do that. If you keep doing that, this is what's going to happen. If you see that they continue to do it and you don't actually do the thing, the consequence that you said would happen, you are letting them know that they can continue to act the way that they're acting. And you will just continue to give false threats and never follow through. So I need you to understand that it's not just, well, you said this, 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 and this. In the case of relationships, and I'm talking beyond romantic relationships, if you tell someone, hey, I'm going to help you, I'm going to teach you, I'm going to show you how to do this, I'm going to help you do this, and you realize that they have logic stagnancy, they have limiting beliefs, they believe that people are out to get them, they're resisting. They have self-sabotage. They say they want something, but they're doing everything in their power not to get it. They're fighting you. They're resisting. They're doing passive aggressive things because some people, if they don't get any attention from you, they will get they will settle for bad attention. And so you start to notice this is not aligned. And for you, the boundary is If I'm going to show you the way, you need to be completely humble to knowing that you don't know the way and completely be coachable and teachable to your next level. If that person is not being coachable and teachable and giving resistance and you are realizing that you are holding your thing and now you're realizing that they don't want to pick up their bags, you have to be a person of your word and say, hey, this is a boundary for me. So I'm going to need you to course correct or this is going to happen. If they choose to not course correct and it gets worse and it becomes an issue of respect, then now you have to sit with yourself and say, hey, we're employing the consequences now. We're terminating this relationship. Go have a good day. Go do what you need to do. 
but I will not help you because I don't have to help you. And I am, but you've crossed the boundary. You have to be okay with not taking on any shame or guilt that this person may try to employ on you. And one way that you know this person is subconsciously sabotaging is because when you employ the boundary, if they do everything in their power to not course correct, then it shows that they have something that they are truly fighting. But if they do everything in their power to attack you, it shows that they had no intention of changing and it is deeply rooted. I want you to understand it is deeply rooted. There's nothing you can do to help a person see that they may be the problem, that they lack emotional intelligence or that they are the reason that their life is the way it is and that people don't have to keep showing up to be abused by their emotions and their feelings and their limited beliefs. So you have to step back and you have to be okay with stepping back. My people pleasers, it may be hard for you to fire a client, but you have to be okay and say, this is not aligned. In the time we're supposed to be growing together, everybody is supposed to be able to grow. Think about if we're going on a field trip, we're all moving along, we're learning, we're seeing things, we're moving ahead and you have that one or two students that are just behind and they're trying to sneak around and play around and something breaks, right? So you can't take on their trauma. Sometimes you setting your boundary reflects to them that they need to employ a boundary. You have to be okay with being the villain in that story. But please understand that when you say you're going to do something, they also have to come in with their part as well. A lot of times people get a dopamine hit to words and not actions. So they will DM you and say, oh, I can't wait to work with you or I can't wait to do this or I can't wait to do that. And they will watch you and watch you and watch you. And by the time they come into your fold, it's as if they've come in with these different expectations because their words are the things they're holding on to. But there's an action that's required and you don't want to take it personal when someone says that they're going to work with you or they say they're going to book an appointment or they say they're going to do X, Y, Z and they don't. Don't take it personal. A lot of times we're like, well, what did I do wrong? Do I need to change this? Do I need to change that? No, let people have their time. Maybe they realize that you're requiring more than they have the capacity to give. For example... If you only want to work two hours a day and you understand that you're going to have to spend time now to be able to have that later, why would you fill your book seven days a week, two to three months from now? If your goal is to get down to two hours a day, why are you trying to overfill your calendar? The calculations today need to be for the future so that you're living in the future. If you want to have your bills on auto pay, we're turning the auto pay on now. Why is your auto pay not on? It's because you don't believe that the money's going to be in your account by the time that the auto pay draft hits. So we have to separate the words from the actions and understanding that in separating those things, 
That is going to be the thing that shows you who to work with in this season. Don't just let words and empty promises be the thing that shows you. Really look at the actions. If a man says he wants to be with you, don't keep reaching out being like, hey, you said this. No, look at the actions. Now, the last two, I'm actually going to put them together. Because one is that many will seek the most comfortable or easy route in the name of effectiveness. And number two is that their fruit is clear and represents lack of mentorship. So for the first one, in understanding that we want to be able to realize who we should be working with in this season, because as we expand, we don't have as much time to give one-to-one. So we have to be able to expand and be able to see who those superstars are that are rising to the top, right? But in doing that, many will seek the most comfortable or easy route simply to say, well, this is effective. This is cost effective. This is comfortable for me. And so you have to be able to differentiate someone wanting comfortability and someone thinking you're the most comfortable option for them. No growth happens in comfort. And again, that is logic stagnancy. When you realize that a person has tapped into their logic to see if you're the most effective route to help them to stay in a comfortable place of logic, then you begin to realize that that's not the people you want to have. And subconsciously, you may mirror that because you're thinking, well, people aren't going to pay this or people aren't going to do this or this is too much. And so you lower yourself down to be an effective option or a comfortable option for people. And I want you to know that not everyone has to be at the bottom of the service or product pool. Not everyone has to be the affordable option. Not everyone has to be the easy beginner option. Some of you do need to evolve into the advanced sector. And for myself, as I evolved into the advanced sector, I realized that there's going to be people that don't relate, right? They don't relate because going back to the examples I gave, you have to spend before you get it. So if I'm on an advanced level and I'm saying, hey, if you want to get to six figures, be ready to invest at least 10%, right? That keyword may throw off someone who's looking for the most comfortable route. But a person who says, I want to get there no matter what, they will move into the correct position. Our emotions take over because we're like, well, I thought this person was going to be it. Or I thought that person was going to be it. But you have to understand that when you're moving to a new level, be open. Let God surprise you. Let him show you. Right? But if you are focused on what you have lost, how can you move forward? Maybe they're not for right now. Maybe they're for later. But please don't stop and constrict yourself because you're believing that it's supposed to look a certain way. Also understanding that most people seek the most comfortable or easy route, you really have to look at their fruit. And a lot of times if you see that someone is doing the same thing year after year after year and they're not growing, 
many times it's because they have a lack of mentorship. They may have a mentor, but mentorship is a ship. It requires us to go somewhere. So you can have a mentor and not be a good mentee. Your mentor could be driving their ship ahead and you are standing still because your limiting beliefs, your fears, your lack and negativity that comes out of your mouth. And so it can really frustrate you because you're like, okay, my mentor is doing all these amazing things. Their price is quadrupled every year. Like my mentor went from when I met them, they were making 100K a year. Now they're making you know, millions of dollars. And I'm trying to figure out why I'm still here. It's because you're trying to figure out why you're still there instead of just doing what needs to be done without trying to make it fit into your perspective and and belief that could be limited. And eventually you get to a point where you realize your fruit is clear and your fruit isn't always loud. There's a lot of people who have loud fruit. They have businesses all over the place, but quietly they are suffering. So you really have to figure out what do you want? Who is that person on your mind right now that you know can help you get to your goals? And when you get on their ship, don't get on their ship expecting entitlement to them before you've spent the thing you need to spend for yourself. You don't spend the thousands of dollars on mentorship to expect that that person is going to hand you success. You invest and spend the money for the level of life that you want to have later. Those keywords get us every time. Just like how people go to church and they're like, oh, you know, I'm going to give 10%. Well, you're willing to give 10% of your income to your church. But why are you not willing to invest that same 10% into yourself to reach the level of abundance that you go to church and pray for? As you process everything that was mentioned in this super long podcast. (laughs) I really want you to think about where you may have noticed these things in yourself and how this affects the people that you're called to. So if you're figuring like, well, I'm not understanding why people are not spending money with me. Look at yourself. Are you spending money on yourself? If you're saying, well, I'm not understanding why people are fighting me or why it seems like every time I tell them to do something, they're not listening to me. Okay, are you doing that in your life? Is your mentor telling you to do something and you're just like, I just can't do it. I'm going to do something else. Because where your focus goes, your energy flows. If anything on this episode triggered you emotionally, Many times people will turn into an attack and they will be like, oh, I can't believe you said that. No, 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 no. Sit with it. Why do you feel this way? 
If the part where I said you have to spend money to make money or you have to spend time to have more time, if that part affected you where you're like, okay, well, I'm tired of spending money, you know, I'm tired of people taking money. I'm tired of this. I'm tired of that. Could that affect how you show up to your clients? Could you be vibrating that energy off to your clients to where now your clients are coming in with entitlement? huge expectations that don't match the actual offerings and now they're spending money with these projections and now it's causing you to feel the way that you're feeling these are things that we have to really look at for ourselves so that we can continue to grow and know that once we start leading people it now becomes a lesson it now becomes a standard the standard here is that every person that works with me invest into themselves. Why? Because I have invested into myself. I know it is hard. I know it is scary. I know it is the biggest investment you've ever made. I know you're wondering if you're going to make the money back. I know you say you want to finally have peace and you want to have income coming in and you want to have all these things. But in order to do that, it also means that you have to trust yourself enough to say, I know that this is where I'm supposed to be and I trust and believe that I will get myself there because I am willing to invest in myself to get there. And when you take that ownership of the direction of life that you want to have and that you want to achieve, I promise you that you will have a better relationship with the people around you. You will have a closer, intimate relationship with your mentors and your educators because they will see that you are holding your own baggage. You are unpacking your own baggage and you are leaving behind things that you know don't serve you. And no one has to call it out the way you would not expect someone to. No one has to tell you that you're being lazy. No one has to tell you that it's time for you to lose weight. No one has to tell you that it's time for you to upgrade your image. No one has to tell you that it's time for you to upgrade your language. No one has to tell you that if you want to have this big business, you got to get over this shyness. So maybe you need to go live for five minutes just to simply say it is done so that you can finally have an accomplishment where you said you were going to do something and you actually did it for yourself. Gone are the days where you only do for others because you want to have a good name, but for yourself, you have broken all of your promises. When you are ready to move to the next level, it will always require you to take a mirror to figure out these things as well. I hope in this next season that you truly make a decision that you're ready for your level of success. If this episode touched you, feel free to share it with a friend. I know that many of the episodes lately have touched on multiple viewpoints. It's almost like a mirror, right? Because a lot of times we feel like we've evolved and we've awakened and things like that. But when we truly have compassion, we also look around and see that we don't have to have survivor's remorse for doing our work and helping the mirror to be placed up can be a reflection. It doesn't have to be a criticism of the community. It can simply be a reflection where we reflect on the things we've learned and we want to help other people, but we're not forcing them to look in the mirror and we're not forcing them to do their work. 
So thank you guys so much for listening in. If you will, please leave a review if you are on Spotify or Apple. I love to see your reviews because that lets me know that you are truly being touched globally by the information that we share. And as always, if you are interested in any of our programs, feel free to follow me on Instagram at I am Nina Hayes, where I share information on Instagram and TikTok to help you take your life to the next level. This is your season to win. And I will see you at the top.